This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your Chicago news source. Things are costing more and more these days. Who couldn't use a little financial help? The latest inflation numbers show more than an 8% increase in consumer prices, which is a 40-year high. For families who are already stretched thin financially, it can seem like there's no way out. The federal government has responded by raising the Social Security benefits by 8.7%. Local governments are stepping in as well. Last year, Chicago teamed up with a nonprofit to send $500 payments each month to thousands of low-income families. Now, Cook County has started a similar guaranteed income program of its own. It's called the Cook County Promise, and applications for the program are open now. Joining us now with more information is Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle. President Preckwinkle, welcome back to Reset. Oh, thank you, Sasha. Before we get into the details of this program, first I want your reaction to the latest inflation numbers out this morning. Uh, prices rose 8.2% from September of last year to September of this year. So, I mean, inflation's not slowing down, President. Well, I don't usually get asked to, to speak to macroeconomic issues, but, um, you know, this is a global problem. Um, we've got supply chain issues resulting from the pandemic. We've got energy issues resulting from the uh, war in the Ukraine. We've got uh, agricultural supply issues. Likewise, you know, Ukraine was a bed breadbasket, not just for Europe, but for the world in terms of grain production. So we're we're facing tremendous challenges, not just here in the United States, but across the world. And I'm hopeful that, um, you know, actions by the Federal Reserve will will damp down inflation and and hopefully we'll have a soft landing rather than a hard landing. Mm -hmm. Well, what kind of impact have the the current economic conditions been having on Cook County residents, especially lower-income people or those who are on a fixed income? Well, I think, you know, people who have moderate incomes and low incomes are challenged all the time, and particularly in times of inflation. Um, But as I said, these are macroeconomic issues that are not unique to Cook County or Chicago. Other big news this morning, President uh, Preckwinkle, the the Social Security Cost of Living Adjustment, or COLA, uh, that's set to rise 8.7%, which is the biggest increase in four decades. So how much do you think that will help Cook County residents who are in their 60s and 70s and and older? Uh, Well, I'm a Social Security recipient, so I'm happy to see that we're going to get a bump in our Social Security monthly payments. But, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful, frankly, to the Democratic Party. I mean, the Democratic Party is the reason we have Social Security, right? This is a this is an innovation of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and, and the Democrats in the 1930s. Um, and, you know, we sometimes forget that uh, prior to that period, we didn't really have a social service sort of safety net um, income support for our senior citizens. So 
Um, this is a innovation which was controversial at the time, just as guaranteed income is a little bit controversial in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think over the last you know 90 years, it's pretty much enshrined um, in American government policy. Um, so I'm you know I'm hopeful that that we'll we'll be in the same place sooner than 90 years. <laughs> For guaranteed income. Yeah. Well, let's get into the nuts and bolts of uh, the Cook County promise. Who's eligible? Well, first of all, uh, applicants have to be 18 years old, a resident of Cook County, and have an income at or below 250% of federal poverty. So that's, uh, if you look at it, it's if you're one person, it's about 34,000. If you're two people, it's 45. If you're three, it's 57. If you're four, it's about 70. So uh, it's income support for, for, you know, sort of ordinary working people in this country. And and for the folks who are selected, remind us what they receive and for how long. It's $500 a month for two years. It's a a pilot program, Uh, but we've promised that we'll find the resources to support it with our own uh, revenues after the American Rescue Plan Act resources are exhausted, and that's the source of the of the revenues to, for the program uh, the, for the pilot program. The American Rescue Plan Act uh, was federal legislation uh, initiated, of course, by President Biden, and it's provided our residents and local units of government more support than at any time. Speaking of the Great Depression, the 1930s, since the 1930s. So mm-hmm. this is a once-in-a-generation, once-in-a-hundred-year opportunity for local governments to make investments in their residents and their communities that are impactful. Can you walk us through the application? What kinds of information do people need to have on hand when they're filling it out? Um, you have to have a computer, a tablet, or a smartphone. They have to be able to access the Internet. Uh, you also have to have an email address or a mobile phone uh, so the program can communicate with you. Um, you will be prompted to upload a government-issued I- a photo ID, so your driver's license or your state ID, or a selfie, um, a picture that clearly shows your face. Uh, and at a later date, you may be asked to provide documents that verify your identity, residence, and household income. Are you concerned this could exclude folks who don't have easy access to a computer or maybe just don't know how to use one? Well, you can use a computer, a tablet, or a smartphone. And um, virtually everybody has a smartphone. You can also uh, access in-person and virtual support um, if you go to engagecookcounty.com slash promise. You can can find out how to get um, personal help. And you're making the final selections by lottery? Yeah, uh, the application period uh, is October 6th to October 21st, and uh, we've already had uh, more than 100,000 applicants. So, you know, this follows the trend of what happened with the city of Chicago's guaranteed income program. More than 176,000 households applied, and only 5,000 were selected for that program. Obviously, we know that there's a limited budget, not enough slots for everyone who's going to apply, but are you concerned that a lottery process might turn some people off? No, I believe we've told people from the very beginning, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to have a lottery. Um, and I know some people will be disappointed, but we're hopeful that we can make the case uh, for guaranteed income support with the 3,250 people who participate. And by the way, my, my notion is that, um, and this is, a, this is a national movement that we're part of. We have the largest program in the country at $42 million, but it's a national movement. 
And, you know, the way things operate in this country is that, you know, ideas kind of are tried out at the local level. And if they're successful, they gain momentum across the country and kind of percolate up. I would argue that that's what's happening with the legalization of marijuana, for example. Um, and then eventually we get federal action. Um, and I'm hopeful that we will have, in my lifetime, uh, a federal guaranteed income program. Yeah, as you, you've said, you're committed to making this program go beyond two years and make it permanent. So if it does go beyond these two years, President Preckwinkle, how might the program expand? What do you foresee? Well, I mean, the program is pretty simple. You give people $500 and trust them to invest it wisely. And and the the reports that we get back, the studies that we've seen of how people use the the income, they use it to help pay their their rent. They use it to support education for themselves and their children. Um, They use it to pay medical expenses. So um, it's a program that allows people to be responsible for themselves and their families in a way that everybody else is in this country. Tony Preckwinkle is the president of the Cook County Board of Commissioners. President Preckwinkle, thank you so much for explaining this program to us. You're welcome, and have a great day. You too. And if you want to apply, go to engagecookcounty.com slash promise. The deadline is October 21st. Now, unfortunately, many applicants will be turned away, but one applicant who was selected for the Chicago program tells us that she's put the money towards essentials. Here's a mom with two kids in Avondale. Hi, my name is Yesenia, and I'm on the Guaranteed Income Program. I heard about the program through the news. Um, So far, I've had no issues with it. It's been, my experience has been hassle-free. I've used the money towards that groceries and, of course, child care. Now let's turn to a group of activists in Chicago who are currently running a guaranteed income pilot of their own. Equity and Transformation is an activist group that promotes social and economic justice for black workers in what they call the informal economy. With us now is Rachel Pian with Equality and Transformation. Hi, Rachel. Welcome. Hi. So glad to be here. Let's start with the term informal economy, Rachel. Who's in this informal economy, and and what do they need? Yeah, the informal economy is the diversified set of economic activities that are not taxed or monitored by the state. Uh, The informal economy is how many historically unemployed black workers acquire wages when the state defines them ineligible for employment. So, for example, that could include people who do ride-sharing, bootlegging, artists, child care providers, and also the more criminalized activities, such as sex workers um, and participating in the drug trade. All of that falls under the wide bucket of the informal economy. Mm -hmm. Well, let's dig more into that. A lot of your programs, Rachel, they've got to do with equity in the cannabis industry and police reform, right? So is is part of your mission trying to change the way people think about crime versus just what people do to make a living? Absolutely. At at EAT, we see crime as an indicator of need opposed to as being a placement for punishment. So the informal economy, which is, like I said, often criminalized, is actually a symbol of resiliency Mm -hmm. and survival. There's this really vicious cycle of poverty to crime to incarceration that's cannibalized Chicago's most marginalized neighborhoods. Prisons aren't designed to rehabilitate, and people who have been incarcerated often lack the resources and the income they need to support themselves post-release. 
as a result, people often end up in the informal economy as a means of survival and mm-hmm. reoffend within a few years. So we really, with all of our programs and initiatives, want to change the narrative around system-impacted people and the informality they're forced into survive. So relate that mission for us to this guaranteed income program that you started. Yeah, so the Chicago Future Fund was actually born out of the vision of Richard Wallace, which is our executive director, and his vision to really build economic equity for formerly incarcerated people and informal workers. During the pandemic, EAT was already giving out a lot of mutual aid to community members, but we really wanted to take it to the next level, especially since stimulus checks and guaranteed income was starting to really be a buzzword. Um, As we began to see other pilots open up around the country, Rich really wanted to make one specifically for a community that has been historically neglected and disenfranchised, uh, formerly incarcerated people. So we've continuously witnessed system-impacted folks face significant barriers in their everyday lives. They're shut out of the workforce, they're forced into informality, and ultimately criminalized for surviving. So these systemic inequalities often lead to extreme poverty and additional periods of incarceration. So the Chicago Future Fund is an intervention to help returning residents overcome these hurdles through direct cash payments. Mm-hmm. How, how are you funding this program? Yeah, this program was all privately funded, um, primarily by um, movement-led organizations such as um, Black Lives Matter Global and a few other organizations. But it's been a, a year of fundraising uh, through, through private funders. And what do recipients get and, and for how long? They get $500 a month for 18 months, so they receive their first payment in November of 2021 and will continue to receive those payments until May of next year. And this this pilot program, it's in West Garfield Park. How did you land on, on that neighborhood? EAT organizes in three neighborhoods, West Garfield Park, Englewood, and Austin, but our base is strongest in West Garfield Park, so we really wanted to bring this to the community that we serve the most. What was the selection process like for the folks who would get these payments? We did a bunch of community events and door-to-door canvassing throughout the summer um, and had folks apply uh, throughout that summer. And they were able to um, fill in a few different questions about the eligibility criteria that we were looking at. And we ended up randomly selecting those who met those criteria. So they had to be system-impacted, lower-income, a resident of West Garfield Park, and they had to be 18 to 35 years old, which is the age range of that's most at risk for unemployment and gun violence. So we're nearing the end of your guaranteed income pilot. What would you say you've learned from it? We've learned so much. Um, I think most importantly is that it's just so important to invest in people's autonomy and to be able to trust them. We've learned that when we give unconditional cash to system-impacted people, they'll spend it on putting food on the table, covering transportation costs to work, supporting their children and buying them gifts, and so much more. But ultimately, the most important thing is we've learned that it's really important to build trust. People often think these sort of programs are too good to be true, so it's really Mm -hmm. important to be able to meet them where they're at, um, dig deep and build actual human relationships so that they feel comfortable to utilize all the resources we have to offer. Well, as we mentioned earlier, Rachel, Cook County's program, uh, applications are open now. Any advice for the county? I think that ties right back into what I just said about building trust. Um, Like I said, it's just important that you're able to put a face um, to the program. And I think one of the things that we did was have in-person orientations to, to meet that. 
So I would definitely recommend them to meet the participants in person, be able to um, constantly reassure them that this is the real deal and that uh, we are here to, to support them. Your program's reopening the application process. Where should people apply? Yeah, so our applications for the second round open up tomorrow. You can apply at eatfuturefund.org. This time around, we've actually expanded the program in partnership with FTX Foundation. So we're giving 100 people guaranteed income of $500 a month for one year. And we've also expanded the age range a little bit to 45 and included folks from West Garfield Park, Englewood, and Austin. So applications open tomorrow, once again, at eatfuturefund.org. Rachel Pion is Equality and Transformations Communications Director. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. This episode of Reset was produced by Char Dastin and edited by Brenda Ruiz. Enjoying our podcast? Then why not subscribe? We've got tons of great interviews and conversations about news and culture waiting for you. And you can support our work by leaving us a rating. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.